Hi, everyone. This is Steve Bogner, Managing Partner at Insight Consulting Partners. Welcome to the SAP HCM Insights podcast. Today, our podcast is focused on payroll. Um, we haven't really done one of these for a couple years, right, uh, Jarrett? Maybe, maybe it's been over a year or so, but usually we uh, have a couple of payroll-focused podcasts every now and then and um, thought we would have another one because there's just an awful lot to talk about and there's a lot of questions, uh, I think, in the industry. So on today's podcast, we have uh, Jarrett Pazahanek, our one of our regulars. Hey, Jarrett. Hey, thanks for having me. Yep. And uh, special guest, Mike Tim from Integrated Consulting Group. He's a managing partner there. Mike, Mike and I have worked together uh, for a while now, and if you've been to any SAP HR payroll-related related conference in the last couple of years, I'm sure you've seen his presentations. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me. And uh, from SAP, we have Robert Moeller, who's the product manager for Employee Central Payroll uh, North America. Right, Robert? Yes, that's correct. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me. And hi, Jarrett. Hi, Mike. Yep. Last time we had you on, Robert, it was I think it, we were talking about uh, HR renewal quite a while ago, and then you, you switched, kind of shifted over to Employee Central Payroll. And thanks for joining us on this, because I think um, you know we have a, a lot to talk about with that. Um, you know, as I've been doing presentations uh, the last year or so, I've uh, been doing them at some regional ASUG conferences and different conferences. Uh, people have a lot of questions about payroll. Um, you know, with uh, Employee Central becoming more and more of a, an option that people are Im implementing, they say, well, what do I do now with my on premise uh, SAP payroll and time management and benefits? and all that sort of stuff, because there aren't really one-for-one -one replacements for that in Employee Central. So what do I do? What does my roadmap look like? What are my options? And that's a big part of what we wanted to talk about here. Um, and, and Robert, I guess I'd like to ask you, first of all, um, you know, what's, what's, what's Employee Central payroll? Um, you know, where does it fit in, in the products? And you know, who's it made for? And what are some of the, the high-level things you would say about Employee Central payroll that people need to know about. Yeah, I, I see. Okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, that's true. There are lots of options uh, right now. Um, sometimes that works against us. It's sometimes hard for customers to tell which path they should choose in their journey to the cloud. Um, so current on-premise customers, uh, they can also keep their on-premise system and integrate that with Employee Central to get that um, modern user experience on the Employee Central side. Uh, of course, that means, you know, keeping all of that uh, management of that payroll system and keeping all the updates themselves and managing BSI themselves. Whereas with Employee Central, um, all of our customers are on the latest release with HR Renault 2.0. Um, it's using that uh, proven SAP payroll engine, um, but it's uh, delivered in the cloud by SAP uh, and managed in SAP data centers. Um, but it is using that uh, that proven and familiar SAP payroll engine. You know, and we've also introduced recently this option of managed payroll, which is uh, maybe similar to Employee Central, but it's still using more of the um, on-premise model where uh, you're using a BSI on-premise uh, for the U.S. Um, and it's actually on SAP paper, but it's hosted in uh, partner data centers, and uh, the partners deliver application management uh, services for that. And 
Currently, we have uh, Accenture, EpiUse, and NGA signed up for that. Um, you know, again, you could also look at outsourcing with somebody like ADT, which is less flexible than those other options. Uh, ADT usually or or providers like them mm-hmm. uh, tend to define the you know, define the way the payroll is going to work, and you have to adapt to their to their model. So a little bit less flexibility there. One one of the uh, impressions I've had from various people that I've corrected is that uh, they think that. Uh, somehow employee central payroll means that SAP is running their payroll for them. And, and that's not at all true. It's, it's uh, the client runs their own payroll and they're running it in a, like you said, with a, a system hosted by SAP in the cloud um, that's fully integrated with employee central. So that's, that's what I like to tell people. It's um, it's your payroll still, and you still are running the payroll, but um, you know, SAP is sort of managing all that infrastructure and providing that to you through the cloud, right? That, that is correct. Although we do have two flavors or two options um, of employee central payroll. One's the, um, the traditional private cloud model, which is the majority of our customers. Um, but we also have kind of a, a quasi-public cloud version um, that's uh, where our, we have some payroll business process outsourcers like um, HR Focal Point and Presence of IT that actually um, the system, in that case, the Employee Central Payroll System is dedicated to that partner. And then that partner is able to implement um, more than one customer in that system. <clears throat> um, and they can, they can offer a, a variety of services or a menu of services depending on which way you want to want to go from them, go with them, um, you know, more or less services. So, um, in some cases, uh, you know, uh, again, everything's negotiable. These these are this is kind of a new service, and these are are pretty young partners in the business process and outsourcing world. And um, I think they'll they'll be really flexible. So it kind of depends on what you need as a customer. But um, the idea here is that smaller customers might go for that um, BPO um, uh, employee central payroll um, model. Interesting. So it's it's BPO for Employee Central Payroll. So that could be attractive to some smaller customers, like you say, um, people who just sort of want to um, have the full integration with Employee Central, but also not have to run their own payroll. So it gives options. And and like you said, you know, there's a lot of options, and right. that can be a good or a bad thing. I guess it's kind of you have to spend some time explaining the options, and that that takes some time. Yeah, I think that's I've I've heard I've heard Jared Hammond hammer on that point many times. You know, do your due diligence, uh, research all your options, um, and pick the one that's best for you. Yep. So um, one of the new things I think uh, with Employee Central Payroll customers used to have to have some middleware, right? They, it was Boomi or or something in between Employee Central and, and Employee Central Payroll, and and now that's uh, that's no longer the case, right? It's it's online real-time integration between the two. Yeah, that's correct. Um, you know, we actually started out, uh, and no matter whether you were uh, hooking up the on-premise payroll with Employee Central or whether you were using Employee Central payroll, we all started out with the same package integration, which was utilizing Boomi, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a Dell product. Uh, and uh, we decided that we were going to move to uh, an SAP Solution using the uh, HANA uh, HCI uh, solution, but the Employee Central Payroll engineers 
along the way recognized that you know we could actually deliver some some native integration using our own APIs and web services and just actually eliminate that middleware altogether, um, which you know delivers a number of benefits. So, for example, you know customers don't have to worry about setting up Boomi or um, having to have that expertise or um, having to you know make sure that uh, that that engine is kept up to date. So. It's just moving those, uh, you know, EC and EC payroll um, closer together and uh, making things more efficient all around. Yeah, I, I think that's a great option. It's it's a great way to go because you know SAP has control over both sides of that, right? The employee central and the employee central payroll. So, you know, why not make it simpler for the for the customers? I think that was a great move. Yeah, we've spent. Uh, we spent a few uh, releases uh, focusing on that, so I'm I'm kind of I'm glad that we're past that and we can start adding you know some more interesting uh, other functionality to to that. But I think that's really a big one. It's uh, mm-hmm. you know in, uh, improves the implementation time and you know it decreases the you know, amount of maintenance that we have and uh, it's a better performance to to, to boot. So uh, good thing all around. But just to just to just to clarify here, though, the um, the on-premise engine being hooked up with EC now uh, does utilize HCI as the standard integration. So that's that's the difference between the two solutions. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's because it's not uh, employee central payroll on the back end, right? Correct. I mean, BSI sort of changes, and I think you're using more and more products on BSI than an on-premise customer would, right? Yeah, I think there's two distinctions where it comes to BSI, which is our third-party tax provider for, for U.S. payroll um, on the employee central side. Uh, we use uh, a BSI SaaS, which is you know a true, true SaaS multi-tenant um, tax calculation engine, uh, which means that um, BSI automatically updates uh, the taxes uh, on their side, and, and we set that up right now where they do that once a month. Uh, so we do the development systems on Saturday mornings, uh, the third Saturday of the month, and production uh, and production the, the fourth Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's completely automated now. So anything that needs to be copied to the payroll system, there's a batch program that runs and just automatically does that. Um, so that takes a lot of the, the traditional pain uh, that you know an SAP on-premise customer would would, have, would recognize uh, around the BSI system. Mm-hmm. We also utilize eForms, which is a self-service uh, W4 solution uh, that's by BSI. That's uh, really a pretty pretty slick um, and utilizes uh, resident tax area, work tax area to propose a list of tax authorities that the, the employee needs to fill out. No payroll withholding certificates are better known as uh, W4s for. So mm-hmm. um, that's you know also taking time off of your you know time uh, you know away from your administrators that would normally have to you know uh, do that for the employees. So so then let let me see if I have this straight, Robert. So then if I have uh, you know if I am a new hire and I uh, am set up to have a residence of Ohio that then the e-forms can propose an Ohio withholding certificate for me. Is that right? Correct. correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. We provide BSI that your residence uh, area and your, your work area, and uh, 
they have a, a sophisticated engine that will will then propose the forms that you need to fill out. That's handy. And That's then good. you know the next thing, next next thing is you know a lot of the it kind of depends on the customer, but some customers say, oh, we would never let our employees fill that out on their own. Well. If you don't completely, you know, uh, trust your employees to do the right thing and, and the software to help them uh, to do that, uh, you can still set it up so that it goes to a queue that you have an administrator that goes in and checks and kind of releases it. But I don't think there's still a, a work savings on your administrative staff. Oh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think one of the things that Robert, you know, brought up, I think it's a good point, is that uh, there's so many options right now. You know, I can count five or six different options when you start to go through it. That I, I, I was uh, lucky enough to attend Robert's session at um, Success Connect last month, and and the the breadth of questions were, you know, very specific and 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 all sort of had a different flavor to them because I felt like some were coming from like SAP payroll customers, well, some were coming from like a People who were sort of learning as they went, and there, I think there is a lot of confusion in the marketplace. I mean, I know, you know, listening to Robert and his team, they've been very clear on the options. It's the fact of, you know, you have all these different options, and then to throw a sort of a monkey wrench into it a little bit is this managed payroll, uh, starting off with the name of it, because it's not really managed uh, by someone else. The companies are still going to, like, if you're John Deere and you buy this managed payroll product, you're still running your own payroll with your own team. So it's not managed how a lot of people think of that word. It's really being managed technology-wise by, you know, by some of these SI providers. So uh, you know, I, I think one of the key things here is, is that if you're, you know, if you're an SAP payroll customer, I, I think you really want to look at some of the options that you have out there. Even if you're going to EC, there might be a case for staying put. And doing, doing just what Robert just talked about, there's HCI integration between Employee Central and SAP Payroll, and maybe look to expand around the edges and do some of those projects that, that, you ha that you've been maybe having on the back burner, like overpayment functionality. Uh, the biggest one I would highly recommend is the Payroll Control Center. Um, things like that, I I'm not seeing, I see a lot of customers, and I think both you, know, you and uh, Mike will see the same thing is a lot of customers, once they get payroll up and running, they don't want to do anything. They want to just, it's paying people, we're fine with it is, we'll, we'll work around what it has. And I'm not seeing the investment in payroll like you see in some other areas. And I, and I do think there's some low hanging fruit now with some of the some of the tools that SAP has provided and some of the product, new product enhancements that really can make a a real difference in some payroll departments, uh, you know, especially some of the real-time processing, you know, being able to run payroll and simulation and be able to report on that. That's just, those type of things are really, really good functionality that you can do a lot of pre-processing and, and that's something a lot of comp companies are not using right now, so. Yeah, so Jared, you're touching on the payroll control center there, right? So yeah, it's one of the f features of that, which if you do that on-premise, you're, you're at the uh, HR renewal 2.0 level, right? That's one of the prereqs. That's uh, correct. Yep. And um, and then you can you can implement that on on premise. Now, Robert, with Employee Central Payroll, um, how does Payroll Control Center fit into that? So very similar to on premise, but I think in in Employee Central Payroll, for one of for me, one of the the prime benefits is that this allows you to control you know, payroll and and the follow-up programs from within 
employee central payroll and, you know, utilizing the payroll control center user experience, which is, you know, based on Fiori, which is, you know, a, a good consumer grade uh, type uh, user experience. Mm-hmm. But more than that, uh, it also kind of changes the way you run payroll or way, the way you attack payroll. And Jared already kind of alluded to some of those you know, those benefits, um, you know, so the, some of the main concepts are though that you do away with all those extra reports and Excel spreadsheets and getting all blurry eyed going over payroll registers, trying to make sure everything's correct. And we build all those edits into the payroll control control center. And, and these are configurable by the way. Um, and then we, you know, we're reporting on those KPIs that tells you, you know, the health and allows the payroll manager to monitor the health of the payroll or the readiness to push the button and print the checks, you know, throughout that process and then helps you uh, distribute any um, what we call policy validations or edits to, you know, the subject matter experts to, to, to address those in a timely fashion so you can get the payroll out the door with, uh, with much less drama and, uh, mm-hmm. A good, good deal more efficiency in the whole process. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a nice product, and um, you know, I think that the one of the advantages of Employee Central is you can sort of package that into that whole experience, right? That's part of the product. I think for on-premise customers, it's it's a little more complicated, and just you know, they're responsible for all the moving parts, right? To to get HR renewal in, um, to get their system to that platform that. Uh, HR renewal requires, which not everyone's there, and um, you know it's that's more complicated for some customers than others. But you know, in a, in a big company, that can be pretty complex to pull off. Um, the other thing that um, you know, the question that's come up that people have had is, do I need HANA in order to make uh, payroll control center work? And I think, uh, guys, the technically the the answer is no. Yeah, technically your answer is, is correct that, that HANA is not required. You do need to de- decluster your, your payroll tables. Um, and I don't know if somebody else wants to comment further on that. Sure. Well, I guess the big thing is employee central payroll doesn't run on HANA and there's a lot of customers or the newer customers are using the payroll control center, right? So, um, you know, I, I mean, I think you want you to do the declustering. I, I have, I've, I've, you know, I've, I think I've read some things where there are some advantages to be on HANA, but I think your real prerequisites are, you know, on your enhancement packages and, and your feature packs and, and, you know, various things. Those are more true prerequisites. But I think in an ideal world, you know, you, if, you're, if you're there, then having it run on HANA would be even better. One of, one of the items that Robert you touched on was the declustering of the payroll results. And I know talking with different uh, customers out there, uh, the idea was that all the payroll results, all the history had to be declustered, but it's only uh, a, a portion or a time period that has to be declustered. And so I think that misconception is out there uh, of, of how much. Yeah, I think there's ways to optimize your, 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 your declustering. So I mean, I think that's what, you know, what we pay you guys or what customers pay you guys the big bucks to, to figure out <laughs> but uh, there is some optimization possibilities there yeah and, that, and that's a good point you know you have the the technical requirements versus what works practically for for customers of different sizes and complexity so um you know i think all of this you start with what are those technical requirements and then it's it's good to uh, network with other customers who have done this to see what their experience was um, and then, you know, maybe do some prototyping to see how this would work for you. 
Um, now, just for um, so, uh, there is a term that came up: declustering. Um, for people who are not aware of what that is, um, SAP came out with an option a, a couple years ago to um, basically store a copy of the payroll database, which is in clustered tables. And they basically took those out into transparent tables and uh, so that you can you know, see at the actual data. You know, when you look at a payroll cluster in the database, it's just this big garbled mess of characters. And in order to know what's in the payroll database, you have to import that into memory and decluster it dynamically. So what SAP did here is they are pushing the payroll results out to declustered tables so that um, they're available to standard uh, reporting tools. And, and that's actually the process then that feeds a HANA database if you want to do that. And those are the tables that the payroll control center works off of, right? So that's what declustering is. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, and you know, just keep in mind for customers out there, one of the big benefits is is the declustered results can have simulated payroll results. So not not that as useful for your hourly workforce where you have to wait to X point in time if you're paying current, but for your salaried workforce, you can run a payroll um, you know, midweek on a biweekly cycle and start to resolve any issues that you see at that point in time. So it, it gives you more opportunity to do stuff in advance. And I, you know, I don't know how many customers I have where, the, you know, they have a day and a half window. And that day and a half window becomes pretty tight by the time you're, you know, doing all your inbound interfaces and all your checking and everything. And, and what, what often gets left aside is some really maybe potentially some more detailed checking and, and analytics and you know and, and what happens is, is things are solved after the payroll goes out the door through off cycles and other processes and this gives, gives you an opportunity to make sure that you know what you're sending out the door is 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 more correct the first time around and so it's a win-win all the way around and, and obviously the, if you've seen the product the user experience and the usability of it is you know it's far superior to you know the uh, running just sort of your, your normal SAP payroll options that you've had in the past. Yeah, well, earlier, you know, Jared uh, alluded to, you know, a tendency by customers that once payroll's running, they, they really don't want to do anything else to it. So I just want to, you know, encourage, you know, partners that are implementing this for customers, you know, to leave, you know, enough time in the project to implement, you know, payroll control center to something. This is really something that we want to encourage um, because I think because of the nature of payroll control center and the way that payroll projects go, uh, payroll control center, you know, tends to be one of the last things on the list to do. So if you're pressed in the end, then it's also one of the first things that gets dropped. And I think the, the benefits are such that you really want to, you don't really want to have that part get dropped. So. Yeah. And you know, and you know, Robert, one of the reasons that it does get dropped, and I think that the adoption hasn't been there is because not as many consultants or consulting firms know about it. So I find that it's for some companies, it's hard enough to find a competent payroll consultant to start with. Now, if you, if you cast out the net further and say, you need to have payroll control center experience, you know, that just narrows the pool down to a very, very small number. And so I think people tend to not recommend things that they don't know just because of the overall risk of a payroll project. And so I think one thing that I'm encouraged with is I noticed that recently SAP for the first time offered some training in September for the payroll control center. And I heard that went very well. Uh, I know the instructor that's doing that 
Um, there's a new SAP Press eBytes out around the payroll control center. And these are all type of things that once more consultants get more comfortable with it, I think they'll be more apt to recommend it to their clients. And then you'll have stuff sort of coming from both being pushed and being pulled. And so right now, I think that, you know, the education has been out there from SAP. This product's been there for a while. The adoption is well lower than, than I think it should be. And I, th I just think that some of those are some of the reasons why. So I'd like to think that it's going to start to pick up over the next several years. Yeah, I think customers have to ask for it, Jared, because, you know, if, um, if a customer's putting out an RFP that says implement SAP payroll for me, um, you know, in order to reduce the amount of time, a lot of people are not going to uh, propose the payroll control center because it takes extra time and some extra consulting expense, right? So, um, but, you know, if customers are specifically asking for that, then I think that that really turns the tide on, on the whole situation with that. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, as people get the word and hopefully through the podcast here too, those people become, you know, more familiar about payroll control center than they will ask for it. I hope. Yeah. I think both of you guys really, really nailed it. I mean, um, and, you know, that's what we've been trying to do, you know, in all the shows and everything is to, to build up that demand in the customers so that they ask the partners or that they demand the partners to do that. Because, you know, when, when the partners go to turn over the payroll system and, you know, you're showing them SAP too, they're going to say, hey, wait a minute, that's not what we saw. You know, we, we, we want that, you know, payroll control center user experience. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, um, build that in. And, and like you said, you know, uh, Steve, I mean, you have to be able to sell the value of that up front, you know. Some of the some of the early adopters are you know reporting you know pretty significant uh, efficiency increases. So yeah, yeah, I think is is to me it's pretty apparent you can make an argument for it just based on the auditing capabilities alone. Um, I you know and, and Mike, I know you and I have preached this in all of our presentations, and Jarrett, you do too. Is the best payroll engine in the world is still going to give you junk if you give it bad master data. So. Um, right. You know, if we can if we can use Payroll Control Center to increase the quality of the master data uh, going into the calculation, my experience anyway is that on the back end, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of time spent on auditing the actual payroll results because if you have a stable payroll calculation and you have good master data, you're going to get a good payroll. It's like a recipe. You know, you follow it, you're going to get the same results. There's something really funny that's kind of been a consequence of this, this payroll control center is, you know, we go now when we get an RFP, you know, the customers are asking for this report and that report, you know, that they, they, they've utilized in the past, you know, from their legacy systems or whatever to, to make sure the payroll results are right. And, you know, and, you know, we, you know, we have those reports, but we're, we're like trying to tell people, hey, you don't need those reports anymore. This is going to do it for you automatically, right? But, you know, you know, uh, it, it's hard. You know, it's hard for people to take it from the vendor. I mean, you know, they they look at you like the car salesman that's gonna try and sell you a bunch of extras you don't need, right? So, it's better if it comes from other customers or maybe guys like you that that really you know do see the value and they they trust, right, rather than the vendor. Yeah, I I I'm a big believer in customer references on this, Robert, because, like you said, coming from SAP, it's just one more SAP thing that you know SAP's pushing comes from a consultant, well, it's just because we want to bill extra time to put in more bells and whistles. Um, but if it comes from another customer, then that's going to make a big difference. 
But you know, one thing I'll say about that is this is a little bit different in a way because there's no extra licensing for customers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, this is one of those ones that if it was like open text or, you know, back old school, one of these Nikisa or these add-on products, it does look like a little bit more of a a push because there's extra revenue in it. But I, you know, on products that are, you already own that the vendor's recommending, I mean, to me, I think customers have to look at that differently that they ha- have in the past. And, you know, if it's being recommended, it's always good to get customer references, just like you said, Steve. But, you know, on a product that you already own, and this is one of the things that I think that we're seeing customers enjoying cloud-based technologies is because some of this technology is there. Some of it's coming. They're still opt-in and opt-out, but you know, you're getting this technology quicker, but I still feel in the on-premise world, there's this, let's sit back, let's wait, let's wait for version four of this. And, and, you know, and these are the same customers that are loving some of the, the benefits of, of the cloud, but they're not applying that mindset to, here's a free offering I have. Yes, it's going to cost me a little bit to get it, get it turned on. But I'm getting all these things that I want. I'm getting this brand new user experience and I'm getting this reporting and my business is being improved. To me, that's something that more customers should be considering uh, than, than currently are. In, in my experience, talking uh, with some different customers, um, they are looking, they do want to get the payroll control center in their on-premise environment. It's more of a technical issue. They had They don't have the infrastructure to put it in. Um, there are a couple that are like, yeah, we're not going to do that. We have everything the way we like it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of them looking at it. We, they see the advantages of it, uh, and it is just a technical issue, an architecture issue that's that's holding them back at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've seen that too. I was going to bring that up to you, Mike. It's um, You're right, Jared. It's it's free, but you know the internal resources it takes to get to the support packs for Renewal 2 get Renewal 2, 2 up and going, and it's a new sort of technology then that the IT group has to, to know about. Um, th- those can be limiting factors in some companies because they just don't have the bandwidth to get that done, right? And the time it takes to do that, you've got to you know justify that against you know um, other projects in the area. So it comes comes back to, you know, you've got to make your case for the ROI on that. And, um, you know, it's not... Uh, it's not a slam dunk sort of thing. You still got to make your case, and I think there are good cases to it. But um, you know, different customers are going to have different uh, approaches on that. You know, it's so one of the things I like about Employee Central is that you know it's baked into the product. Um, that's a nice thing about going to Employee Central payroll. Um, but I wanted to get back, Robert, to uh, an, another question I've had from folks with Employee Central payroll because we've talked payroll control center uh, quite a bit. Um, People say, well, what am I going to, you know, I'm on on-premise payroll now, and if I go to Employee Central Payroll, what am I going to do with all my custom info types and all my custom reports and my custom fields and uh, all that other sort of stuff? Because I've heard that you can't write any ABAP in Employee Central, which is not true, but what what are some of the um, technical guidelines and, and uh, sorts of restrictions or um guidelines that people have to to go by with employee central payroll uh yeah steve you're you're correct i mean they, they can they can write up off in uh employee central payroll so it's funny i i ran into this uh through a couple customers and i don't know if this is something that was, a message was confused early on when we started uh, selling employee central payroll or not but um 
uh, I heard from a lot of customers, oh, we, we were interested in that, but you know, we didn't move forward because we, we heard we couldn't have a, our own custom payroll function or payroll operation. And I said, no, that's, that's not correct. You, you can have your own custom you know, payroll operation or function, um, your own you know, ABAP reports. Uh, what, we, what we don't allow you to do is, is do a core mod where you, 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 know, you modify an existing SAP named object. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just much like the the, um, the best practice, you know, in the on-premise world, you know, you you should create a copy of that and modify a copy, you know, uh, instead of a, a direct object. I mean, the central principle is that we we need to be able to apply uh, new software releases, you know, patches, updates, or whatever, in employee center payroll without having to do you know code conflict resolutions. But that's that's not that's not something that's part of the, the standard with employee central payroll. Sure. So I, I can also implement baddies, right? So if, you know, because there's a ton of baddies and there's a number of them for payroll, I can implement those. Uh, my understanding, Robert, is I can't do enhancement options, though, implicit or explicit enhancements. Is that right? That, that's correct. That's correct. Okay. So, so that's where kind of we draw the line. We say, well, no mods, no enhancements, baddies you can do. You can do custom Z code all you want. Um, so, so there is a fair amount of flexibility there. There is, there is a lot of flexibility, and there's also some uh, special uh, extensibility options built in. You know, for that the part where you where you have um, an, an, a native portlet in Employee Central, and uh, you know, you're replicating that to payroll or um, with the um, the mashup info types also for getting there. So there's 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 options for you keeping for that custom info type and so on, but. Again, you know, we also have the, the managed payroll option, uh, you know, so we mm-hmm. say for that, that customer that has their core mods or, or is otherwise, you know, heavily customized uh, and you determine, you know, with uh, the, the, your implementation partner and SAP sales folks uh, that, you know, Employee Central is not a, not a good option for you, you can, you can choose that, that managed payroll option. True, true. And, and for Employee Central, um, when it comes to time evaluation, um, there's some guidelines there too, right? There's certain things I can do with time evaluation and certain things you, you don't want ECP customers to do. That, that's right. Uh, so there are some restrictions around use of um, SAP time and SAP benefits. Uh, we require that you have what we're referring to as a leading SAP benefit or a leading SAP time solution. So something like uh, Benefit Focus or our own EC Global Benefits or EC Time, um, such that you're not using uh, ESS or MSS uh, um, time or benefit functions as SAP, you know, MSS or SAP ESS uh, time or benefits uh, functions uh, with Employee Central Payroll. I mean, all of these um, solutions still uh, integrate using the same uh, um, benefits or times info types, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. 2001 or the um, 2010 and so on, um, and that's, that's fine. Um, you, can also, you can also run RP time, uh, you know, to generate certain quotas, um, but again, you shouldn't... Uh, Shouldn't be running uh, SAP time, you know, standalone. You need a, another solution there, um, yeah. like like Kronos or Workforce or mm-hmm. any any yep. other ones. 
Yeah, that was my understanding too. You, Mike, I know that you know I've worked with some clients where the thought of them giving up their SAP time evaluation is a pretty big, pretty big hurdle. Just not not. Uh, it's a pretty big hurdle just emotionally, and they've had so much invested into it, and they've rolled it out so many places. It's I think hard for people to imagine um, not having a full time evaluation implementation. Yeah, well, it's what they're in a lot of cases what they're used to. And SAP time evaluation extremely uh, flexible, and so you, you know between the tables and the schemas and rules, you can do a lot with it. Uh, so yeah, I think it has been something that uh, people kind of push back on even more than payroll. Uh, it's the time area that they're concerned about. Yeah, but um, yeah. and again, just to emphasize with the managed payroll, you don't you don't have those restrictions. Correct. So that that's that's one distinction. Yep. Yeah, I you know the managed payroll is is a great option. I think customers have been doing that sort of informally for a while because you know I for gosh quite a quite a long time customers have outsourced at least you know their basis and and IT infrastructure for their SAP systems, and so this is kind of taking it a couple steps further and saying well you can outsource your support also and then you can put it. Um, from capital expenditure to operating expense, right? So you can treat it more as like a cloud expense. So I think that that'll be um, attractive to some customers. I think it's a good option. Um, it's that uh, they have to, you know, customers have to do their homework and figure out the right option for them. So I think for uh, a number of people, Jarrett, the right option is going to be waiting and, you know, sort of a wait and see for a while, right? Because like you said earlier, uh, people don't people don't just love to replace their payroll systems. Right, right. I mean, I think and there's various flavors of when it's time to replace it. I mean, one thing you know, one thing. There's a couple things that jump out. Is one is we all know that SAP payroll is a very, very robust offering. I mean, there has been some failures on U.S. payroll projects and payroll SAP payroll projects in general, but when you read through them, you can tell that it's nothing to do with the technology. We've all implemented at enough different types of locations uh, in the U.S. and abroad to know that the payroll offering, you know, is is as robust as as it needs to be for any company. And so, and the other thing I don't think SAP always gets enough credit for is the fact that it's global payroll offerings. And so, you know, it's real easy nowadays for these companies to say, we're global. And it's just like, you know, but then you know, people say, oh, we're cloud. And everyone's very specific on what cloud means. But I don't hear people being quite as a, a true evangelist of what global really means. And when you sit out there and you take a look at what payroll providers are truly global and can meet global payroll requirements, the list is pretty small in enterprise software. And that's one thing I think that SAP has a real valuable asset there and a lot of business knowledge saved up uh, over the years and a lot of learnings and knowledge that I think, uh, you know, if they do decide to do the next generation payroll offering, and these are all really, everything we've talked about now is really a flavor of the on-premise core SAP payroll offering and all different versions and flavors and hosted and public and mm -hmm. private cloud. But, but if they come up with the next generation, I really believe that they'll be able to um, make that journey quicker than some other companies just due to all the knowledge that they, that they have on their team. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's one of SAP's strongest points and one of their biggest competitive advantages is the sheer massive infrastructure they've built up globally to handle all these local country requirements a lot of which revolve around payroll. Um, and, you know, 
I think we've seen as as the those developers have been shifted over to success factors how um, success factors have been able to localize uh, so quickly and so uh, uh, so so far reaching across the globe. Um, you know that's not something that any software company can just duplicate overnight. It took SAP a lot of time and expense to get there, and and you know it's it's good to see them uh, utilize that. So kudos to you, Robert, and and your teams there at SAP for uh, you know reusing all that knowledge and experience for Employee Central. Uh, I think you guys are doing a great job. You know, uh, I wanted to come back to another point, though. I mean, I think um, you know what the way that SAP has talked about the cloud over the last couple of years is they talk about it being a journey. And, you know, I think very, very few customers can really change out all the software and move to the cloud in, in one big bang approach. And, and Steve, you also said, I mean, people don't love to change their payroll, right? So, I, I you know, I don't think it's just because I'm drinking the Kool-Aid in the SAP uh, cafeteria. You know, I think... You know, the, the SAP strategy of allowing you to, to, you know, start anywhere and go anywhere, it, it makes sense. I mean, right now where people are seeing the value in making the business cases, you know, is, you know, in the area of, you know, talent management with, you know, from recruiting to performance management, um, you know, pump, all that stuff. Um, and, it, you know, they're, they're getting used to the cloud by implementing, you know, those, those pieces first. You know, and then they can move to EC, and you can keep your on-premise payroll. And then, you know, maybe the next step is, you know, to to do managed payroll, and then the next step after that is employee central payroll. I mean, so you know, take as small or as big a steps as you need. Um, you know, that makes sense to your organization. Yep, exactly. What makes sense to your organization, and, and I've told that to customers over and over. I, I said you you've got to get real about what it takes for you internally to replace payroll. Um, do you just need something attractive like Employee Central Payroll, or does the R3 platform have to be burning on fire all around you on premise for you to do something else? Um, you know, just just be honest with yourself about what it takes to change, and then you know start making your plan to do that. Um, there are a lot of options, and um, you know every customer I think is going to find an option that works for them. All right, guys. Well, thanks for the conversation on this today, Robert. Thanks for taking time out of your day to uh, explain more of uh, of the payroll landscape to us. And Mike and Jarrett, thanks for you and, and for your perspective. Um, just going to remind listeners that you can get to the podcast at uh, insightcp.com slash insights. And from there, you can find out a way to subscribe in iTunes or SoundCloud. You can leave us some comments there, uh, tell us how good we sound and uh, ask us questions maybe that we didn't cover, and we'll see if we can answer those for you. So thanks a lot. Uh, we'll have another one of these coming up pretty soon. And, guys, thanks, and have a great day. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Take care, everybody.